As the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship unfolded across two hours of Easter Sunday afternoon, one constant became clear. When the Stanford Cardinal needed a momentum shift, Haley Jones was the catalyst. Sophomore forward came up with several clutch baskets, none more important than the and one play she converted in the paint with 2.24 left after Arizona had cut a once nine-point lead down to one. Those three points, the bucket and the free throw, would prove to be the winning points after Stanford barely hung on for a 54-53 win and its first title in 29 years. Jones, who finished the game with 17 points and eight rebounds, was named the tournament's most outstanding player, and the Bay Area girls' basketball community beamed with pride. This performance, as well as her 24-point night in the semifinal win over South Carolina, looked all too familiar to those of us who watched her polish her game at Archbishop Mitty High in San Jose. For this episode, we talked to a pair of her former coaches, a former club teammate who also faced her multiple times during the course of their high school careers, and longtime Bay Area reporter Mitch Stevens. Together, they painted a tale of, pa- of a passionate and smart player, who also enjoys a Capri Sun, a good 90s R&B jam, and the occasional ill-conceived dip in a hotel fountain. Gather around for stories and memories on the Bay Area's newest National Women's Hoop star. This is Sports Stories. Haley Jones didn't just arrive out of the blue. She was the number one recruit in the country as a senior at Mitty in 2019. That season, she averaged 26.1 points, 12.1 rebounds, 4.4 assists, 2.7 steals, and 2.8 blocks per game. She was the Cal High Sports Miss State Basketball Player of the Year, a McDonald's All-American, a USA Today First Team All-American, and won three National Player of the Year honors, including the Naismith Trophy. In four years of varsity at one of the top programs in the nation, Jones played in 116 games and led the Monarchs to four straight Central Coast Section Championships. Her freshman year at Stanford was hampered both by injury and an abrupt end due to the coronavirus. But this year, despite more COVID-related adversity, Jones and the Cardinal put it all together, culminating in the National Championship win. Tammy Monson was an assistant coach for Mitty through all four of Jones's years there and couldn't have been prouder. She's unbelievable, man. It's just, it's so, she deserves every, every bit of success that she and accolades that she's earned through this tournament and through this year. I mean, it's, she, she's earned it all and she deserves it all. It's just so cool, especially after her injury last year, um, you know, and I think, you know, some of the people in the shadows or maybe not in the shadows kind of talking a little bit about you know oh number one number one rank and oh what's happening now and it's like okay we'll see you know and um I think that's one of the things that's so special about hey is that she's willing to play her role with whatever it is right and that's I don't think you find that too often um where a kid who has so much such high expectations right um it just coming out the gate but willing to make the passes, willing to try to play defense, willing to do, she just wants to win. So if winning means now I got to try to put the team on my back as best I can, you know, then she's going to try to do that too. And uh, again, so if that means she's got 25 points or if she's got seven points and 15 rebounds, right. It's like, she's going to do the things um, that the team needs and try to fill those gaps. And 
it's part of why she's so special as well is, you know, I think they're, they, all these, the others, you know, this positionless um, player that they're kind of finally, um, I think coming to appreciate with her that she is one. I mean, I, you know, I don't know of anybody else off the top of my head. I'm sure there, there could be a few that really could, you know, from one through five, um, when she was in high school, it was the same thing, you know, being able to use her wherever. And she just has the basketball IQ to make it happen as well. You know, for somebody that size to have her passing ability and her court vision, um, and also to be able to know how to just run the offenses where you enter the ball, um, because we want X, Y, Z person to get the shot. So yeah, we need to enter to the left on this play. I mean, Hey knows all that. And, uh, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it, she's just, she's a special, special kid and, and a, a wonderful young woman. And it's again, just super exciting to see, uh, these act, I mean, most outstanding player of the, the dang NCAA. I mean, come on, man. That's just, that's something I, it's so cool. So happy for her. As you can imagine, players like Haley never fail to make a big first impression. Here's what Monson remembers about the first time seeing Jones play followed by MIDI head coach, Sue Phillips. I believe it was the summer before her freshman year uh, and she was playing with the club team at Santa Clara University and you just watch her grab a rebound and go and just lead a break right even at that age and it's you just go whoa okay but who is that and you know I knew who it was but it's it's that type of effect that uh it, she's different <laughs> in the best way possible, right? That um, the, again, the, the skill level and that vision, um, it's definitely something that she's continued to develop over the course of her four years of high school and now off into college. But it's also something that she, she had that uncanny ability. You can see it in the way she moves, the way she moves without the ball, uh, does all of those things, right? That you kind of knew, okay, if her work ethic can continue to match what we see now, whew, you know, the sky's the limit. And it obviously has, right, um, in that regard. So, yeah, definitely knew she was a special player from the first time um, we saw her, for sure. Haley was involved in our club program, um, my nonprofit, the San Jose Cagers, uh, in middle school. So when I first saw Haley play, I thought, wow, she can play all five positions, right? So in my mind, I'm thinking she can score with her back to the basket. She can uh, set up other teammates with um, penetrating and kick or dishing to a post. And she can obviously create her own shot. So just the idea of the potential, let alone where her floor was, where she started, um, you could tell that the sky was the limit. Once Haley was at MIDI, Phillips didn't waste any time in acting on her belief that Jones could be the type of player who could be whatever the Monarchs needed. She also quickly discovered Haley's team-first outlook. To Haley's credit, I think she was willing to trust in the vision and process we had established for her because there was that conversation of, okay, Haley, we're not going to hone in on any one thing. We're going to put you with the wings one day, point guards another, post players, and keep rotating so that the process might be delayed, but after four years, her, the full body of her work and what her skill set will look like will be amazing. And so in the first few years, I could see the wheels turning because she's learning our system positions one through five. 
And um, she was all bought in, completely gung-ho about learning the different um, floor markings and, the, and this, the timing of our offensive sets and our system in general. And um, that was key that her basketball IQ, she came in with such a high basketball IQ and I, and I credit her former coaches as well as her parents, Patrick and Monique, who were coaches as well. So she was, she was in a gym from the get-go um, with her other older brother, Cameron, playing basketball as well. So I just remember her being a sponge, and super coachable, great teammate from, from day one. Haley was always concerned about her teammates. Um, you know, she would let me know that so-and-so hasn't scored yet. And if, if we can run such and such play so that we can get so-and-so the ball, um, I just remember that being a common theme. And, and in my mind, how great is that? that your best player is is wanting to get everybody involved so that everyone on the team has an opportunity to score and get their name in the paper. I just think that she was keenly aware of the, the social dynamic and, and wanting to celebrate all of her teammates. And as you could see in the tournament, she gets equally excited for her teammates and team success as she does for her own. So I think that was a common theme that was really just kind of heartwarming and a joy to coach. Allie Bamberger was one of those teammates. She and Jones played club basketball in the Elite Youth Basketball League for the East Bay-based Cal Stars program. Bamberger attended Carondelet High of Concord, but her and Jones became fast friends over their two summers together as juniors and seniors. After one year at the University of Washington, Bamberger returned home with a transfer to St. Mary's College. She's nearly fully recovered from a knee injury suffered during her freshman year and will be a redshirt sophomore for the Gales next winter. She absolutely recognized the Haley Jones that showed up in the big moments of the championship game. Here are her and Phillips talking about what sets Haley apart from other players and her ability to take over when she needs to. I think what sets Haley apart from everybody else is just the fact that she can do it all. She can play one through five anytime you want, any day of the week. She'll take anybody one through five. And having Haley be that person for us, she could play any position. So if, if we needed someone to come in at the four, oh, Haley would shift over to the one, two, three, or five, you know? And um, it wasn't so much that she was like, oh, she's versatile, yeah, but she was good, really good at every single position, one through five. Um, so being able to have that person for us that was able to shift around whenever we needed or give us whatever we needed from every position. I mean, you saw in the national championship game, she was posting up, she was getting and ones off the drive. She was shooting mid range. She even hit a couple threes, you know, I don't remember the exact game, but I do remember that it was in Virginia, um, that boo Williams tournament that's in April. And I just remember we had this one game where she just took over. And when Haley takes over, she takes over. She gets this look in her eyes. You know, she's about, it's go time. And so, you know, Stanford has amazing players, you know, in Keona Williams and stuff. So the fact that Haley was still able to take over that game with the level of players that are also on Stanford as a sophomore coming back from an injury last year, I think it's just incredible. Yeah, I think when Haley puts her mind to it and gets focused and serious about the task at hand, she can do pretty much anything she wants to on the floor. And I, I think it was in the third quarter where you could see Tara call the play from the bench and it was a 1-4 high set where Haley received the ball at the elbow and Cameron ran a brush screen. And so she got a drive to the hoop. And then late she had that and one that was also a, a post hit to Haley uh, down near the low block. I mean, she's virtually unguardable when she catches the ball there in the elbow area. 
uh, free throw line. She can knock down the jumper. She can elevate for the jumper um, and she can obviously post up kids. And it was great to see her shoot the three ball at a high clip, much like she did in high school. It's just more comfortable, I think, a year in. And then obviously after her season last year was cut a little short, coupled with COVID and some of the craziness in terms of their inability to stay at home. They had to travel for virtually two months. Um, I think that really puts things in perspective. And when you come from a place of gratitude or a sense of urgency, um, there's some, some greatness that's, that's awaiting. So it was happy to, I was happy to see Haley, you know, seize that opportunity. Of course, at Corona Let, Bamberger also had to learn what it was like to play against Jones. Every game before we just knew we were like, yep, Haley Jones, someone, someone's got to got to step up and guard her or something. But one game, it was my junior year um, at Midi. She had her career high. I think she had 33, 32. And after the game, I just was like, I can't even be mad. Like <laughs> Haley just went off. She had her career high. You know, I tried to do my thing. My teammates tried to do their thing. But it was just, like I said, one of those nights where Haley had that look in her eyes and she took over. I think they ended up beating us by only like eight to 10. It wasn't a blowout, but yeah, I just remember Haley texting me after saying, yeah, I love you, but I got my career high. I was like, yeah, dude, I know you killed us. She can just do it all. And the fact that she's so mobile, like she gets you on her, her, you know, she's a shooter. So she could, she could shoot that mid range. But the problem is if you bite, she's going right by you. Like there's, there's just, and she's so long and lengthy. And she, the fact that she's six, two, six, one playing a two guard, you're like, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. So you put someone too small on her. That's quick enough to guard her. She's going to eat you alive in the paint. You put someone bigger. She's going to eat you alive off the drive, you know? So it's just her versatility. Haley's 33-point career high against Bamberger and Coronelette lasted only a year. She'd improved that mark by 10 points with a 43-point night against St. Francis Mountain View as a senior. Before we move on, here's a quick word from Sports Stories podcast partners, the California National Guard. In the Army National Guard, my part-time service lets me serve close to home, keep a full-time job, and earn money for school. I really can have it all in the Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Mitch Stevens has been a high school sports reporter in the Bay Area for three decades. For most of the past 15 years, he's worked as a senior writer for MaxPreps.com, as well as the primary preps editor for the San Francisco Chronicle. Here he reflects on Haley's career and how it fits in with the Bay Area's incredibly rich girls basketball history. Phyllis follows by adding her thoughts on Jones's legacy at MIDI. Well, I had heard about her, obviously, like everybody else, even before she got into high school or, and, and once she got to MIDI with all that talent, they always have every year. Um, it was clear that she was special by MIDI's uh, ranking, which is hard to do. I mean, they've had so many great players, but right away you could see she was very special, but, you know, by the end of her career, um, you know, you had to ask yourself if, is she, the best in the Bay Area, uh, which is a, it's a long line. I mean, it, 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 uh, unfortunately the males pale in comparison, you know, in the last two decades anyway. I mean, I mean, think of, uh, the first one was this, uh, Brooke Smith, uh, she was at Marin Catholic and she was a complete player and she made a W in BA. And then the next one for me, uh, was Courtney Paris, who was the most dominating, you know, just, uh, 
uh, I mean, her numbers were off the chart. She won three times uh, Chronicle Player of the Year, but there, there was nine of them uh, that I counted that made it to the N uh, WNBA. Uh, excuse me, eight. Alexis Gray Lawson, there's Devin A. Hampton. They both played on the same team and they would battle against the Paris Twins. That, to me, that was the, the most fun of watching uh, girls basketball. You got Brittany Boyd. Uh, I actually forgot Jane Appel <laughs> and Janae Morris. And then, of course, right before um, Healy was Sabrina Inescu. I mean, she kind of handed off the baton uh, to Haley. Haley was just as talented, but, you know, that team was so balanced that she kind of got, you know, her numbers weren't big or anything like that in Haley, where Sabrina, I mean, her, her numbers were ridiculous. And, you know, she was also the National Player of the Year. But what Haley, what I remember, you know, she, she was always within the confines of the offense, always did exactly uh, what was necessary. But it wasn't until her senior year that, you know, um, Sue Phillips, I think, said, no, we, we need you to score and kind of do everything. And I mean, her numbers just jumped up 26.1 points, 12.1 rebounds, 4.4 assists, 2.7 steals, 2.8 blocks. I mean, and, and as uh, Sue said, she was the, the poster child for positionless basketball. And that that is what i do remember about her on the court is just doing everything and look she's doing it at the next level already so you know on the basketball court that is you know just how she could do anything and if she was asked to do to be less of a scorer she would you know just do whatever it takes and she is the school's all-time leading scorer right so I think right there, she's in the conversation of being one of the best. Um, although Danielle Robinson currently plays for the Indiana Fever, so she's a WNBA all-star. So one would argue, you know, D-Rob has already been to the mountaintop and is still there. So um, it remains to be seen when Haley, and she will play at the next level after college, um, how that plays itself out. And it's it's interesting as being the top recruit out of the out of in the country out of um, as a senior out of high school, you kind of like make that in theory you make that projection that by the time she's done at Stanford she could be one of the top players in the country. So to say I was surprised that this happened her sophomore year that she was awarded most outstanding player and went won a national championship at Stanford. I don't know if I was surprised, but I was certainly taken aback that it happened her sophomore year versus you know couple more years down the road. So that was really cool to see. As dominant as Mitty was during Haley's four years there, the Monarchs saw all four seasons end in crushing losses, either in the state championship or the semifinals. It was part of what made Jones's performance in Stanford's victory in the national championship so enjoyable for those who knew her career arc to this point. You know, we, we had a lot of big wins. Frankly, we also had some losses, you know, um, throughout Haley's career as well, where we've lost the big game also. You know, and I, I, you know, I like to stay optimistic about those things in a way that, um, you know, I'd like to think that those pressure situations, um, whether or not, and I, I don't know that Haley ever missed the game winner in that, in any of those situations, but she, she felt those losses, right, um, as we all did. And so I also think 
that being in those pressure situations, not only in high school, but also, I mean, obviously that she's playing on the Olympic USA basketball programs and all that type of stuff as well. And those championships. So being able to play on those championship stages with that level of pressure um, and also knowing just the level of trust that her teammates and coaches have in her as well. Like, Hey, yeah, we, we believe in you. And whether you make it or you miss it, we're going with you, you know, you're, you're going to be the best shot we've got. And, uh, you know, it it's, was great to see on Sunday, the confidence in herself, right. Um, getting that and one, oh, I mean, such a big deal. And the, the game on Saturday, when she got that loose ball rebound and hit the 15 footer, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, um, that's, what's so cool. I think to see as a former coach of hers is to see those moments, um, so, so many successful moments that she had coupled with some of the disappointing moments we had as a program come to almost come full circle for her and show like the work and the sweat and the tears. It's like, yes, there you go. You know, it's, it's really um, pretty special to, to see that and see the, the player that uh, she's become. You know, unfortunately, a lot of times I wouldn't see her till the end of the season. And I saw her in these four brutal losses I can't, you know, I don't think I saw the, the two, uh, wait, her freshman year, uh, 70 to 66 to Salesian. And she ended her career with a loss to Salesian, both at home, 44, 41. And, and those were both kind of shocking results. But the two that I remember most were uh, her sophomore year, they played for the state championship. They were number one in the nation and they lost this incredibly tough 44, 40 game to Clovis West and, and they were ahead they had the game all sewed up and uh, they just went cold in the last, I think it was the last six minutes. I don't think they scored a basket. And, you know, I, I really do. I look for uh, my, my favorite time a lot in, in covering high school athletics is really the, and I know you agree there, Chase, is watching these post game interviews uh, when they're up on the podium. It's such a, a weird thing they got to sit up there and <laughs> there's all these old people asking them questions and you know how they handle themselves there is really telling to me and you kind of see and I don't remember as much about that Clovis West game but I do remember as a as a junior she, they lost one of the most classic games in Bay Area history the triple overtime game to, to Pinewood 78-67 and uh, it was at Santa Clara. And that team, uh, Betty team was 29 and 0. So, and they were number one in the nation. And Haley Jones fouls out with, well, it, it turns out with the overtimes. She didn't play the last 14 minutes of the game. And anybody who was there will tell you the last two fouls were just like, you know, very questionable at best you just go the what ifs um you go back and watch that film um I mean good god the lights went out in the gym that game I mean it couldn't have been a more crazy night of of basketball you know um but and you try not to try not to blame you know blame the refs and be biased and all of that um but yeah, do I think that the outcome's different if Haley's in the game at all? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no question, right? And at the same time, you know, kudos to Pinewood for making it happen. They also had to make baskets and they and they did, right? I mean, that's all of the above. Um, but 
yeah, it was heartbreaking. And, um, you know, Haley absolutely handled it with grace and, you know, never pointed fingers, never blamed anyone and just kind of took it in stride as disappointed as I know she was, as I know we all were, um, devastated, especially with the special group of kids and team. I mean, yeah, you don't get teams like that too often. I mean, even with us, like I said, we were very blessed with, with great kids, uh, wonderful people, wonderful players. Um, but that mixture of kids, whew, man, they were fun to watch and so talented, you know, a very good group. So yeah, it, it, it's, uh, you know, her response to that was all, it was always, she's always very wise and mature beyond her years. Um, and the way that she carried herself absolutely had an effect on not only um, our team, but, you know, all the girls within it, within the program, right? Um, as you learn how to navigate disappointments in life and disappointments um, in sports and all you have, it's part of the game, sadly, right? As much as, you know, how, uh, however unfair in that moment, well, that's what the ref called. And I just remember just looking at her, just thinking, oh my God, you know, foul out, uh, not being able to play, um, playing would earn it. They were, they were great, but, um, I just remember, I, and I, I wrote about, it. I was looking for the word she used, but she was, somebody asked her a question to sum it up and she was so poised, you know, she was just so, um, elegant and graceful, just kind of how she is, you know, just an, an regular person, but also on the court because she is right. I mean, you watch her play, she is just graceful. She moves so smoothly, you know, around the court. And she's just, uh, but in that setting, she could have been bitter. She could have talked about the foul. She didn't even bring it up, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, that, I, I think that might be the moment I remember most in, in high school. Moments like that where you look and go, okay, you know, not that not that, that moment in and of itself made made this past weekend possible for her I mean there's not just one moment but yeah do I think that that I would hope for her that it provides some level of like you appreciate it even more right of course she would still appreciate this even had she won every single game of her high school career we won four state championships and like she would still appreciate this but I do think that those losses um serve as the reminders that hey like you don't get this all the time. Well, I think, you know, what's key about our journey as a coach and a player is there was never a, a time where either of us wanted to trade locker rooms so that we could hoist a certain trophy. I mean, she, we all won more than our share and we had plenty of championships, whether that's CCS championships, tournaments, WCAL titles, uh, or even, you know, Gatorade, um, Miss Basketball, Naismith Player of the Year, Haley West. I mean, so when we talk about all these accolades, yeah, there were some tough losses, but she still wanted to, to roll in our locker room with her teammates. And sure, there was adversity. And one of the things we pride ourselves in is our ability to respond positively to those, those setbacks or those challenges. And I think um, that is one of the things that I remember most about Haley is she's pretty open, even keel. She doesn't get too high or too low. And She's one of those kids who always thinks next play speed. I'm going to think next play and I'm not going to, to celebrate the success or, or dwell in this, you know, the drama, I'm gonna move on. And I can tell you that was something I really appreciated.
Off the court, Haley knows how to have fun. You might also want to stock the fridge with some Capri Sun if you plan on inviting her over. And maybe build a playlist with some 90s R&B, or perhaps just plan on giving her DJ duty altogether. One of the tournaments that she stayed at my house, um, I think we were having dinner or lunch or something, and um, my mom's like, Allie, go get everyone something to drink. I'm like, yeah, no worries. Um, and so Haley's like, yeah, what do you have to drink or whatever? And I was like, oh, we have Capri Suns, just listed everything off. And she was like, oh my God, I haven't had a Capri Sun in a while. Or I don't even remember if she had never had one or if it hadn't been a while. And I was like, yeah, let me get you one. So I grabbed her one. And since that day, she calls it a Capri Sun addiction. So ever since I gave her a Capri Sun that day, she's obsessed. So like for her birthday, that, that following um, year after that incident, I bought her like two boxes of Capri Suns and like people were just getting her boxes and boxes. And I take credit for that addiction. I don't know if she remembers, but I take credit for it because she, she was obsessed. Like, I think she probably had like four or five that day at my house. It's, it was so funny. Like, (laughs) It's just so funny to see her in another element also, you know, a lot of these girls, um, people remember that there's something outside of basketball, you know, and Haley is an amazing person in and out of basketball and people who know her outside of basketball just know that, you know, she's such a character and, um, and that's just one of the stories that I remember from her being that funny um, character. Best memories of Haley really is, is singing and music. Um, Cause that's all we do. Whenever she was riding in my car, you know, when we were at tournaments and things like that, it was always some kind of, you know, old school R&B uh, music or nineties R&B. I should say, I say old school. Oh, that means I'm old too. But, um, but nineties R&B, um, you know, thank you, uh, Patrick and Monique, her parents for turning her on to that, but she was a good fan of that. So Haley was always the best DJ, you know, to have in the front seat. Um, like I said, the R&B in the car um, and singing, um, SWV's week or the the whole team they would uh, they were singing Usher's My Boo that became kind of a team song to give her the ox uh, chord and, and have at it you never had to uh, uh, worry that she was going to come with some crazy you know uh, crazy songs it was always good good R&B or, or whatever just fun stuff to sing along to. Monson had one more fun memory of Haley from the Nike Tournament of Champions in Phoenix during Haley's junior year huge 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 tournament right I mean all the superstars you never know who's going to win I mean it's you just got to be able to string it together because every team in that top bracket is phenomenal right I mean they're superstars so we did I know we weren't supposed to do this and so not 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 the best piece but we decide we won we're going in the fountain in front of the hotel to celebrate so as a team right we do this and we're run in and hide in. Now, Haley and I are, are in the front. Um, and all I remember is us hopping the edge of that dang fountain. Now, I don't know how many years of algae was on the floor of that fountain, but we hop into the fountain and all I hear is Haley, you went, ew, 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 ow, yeah. And, you know, and then everybody else is still trying to come in and we're trying to get out. And, oh my God, it was a mess. It was a mess. Again, I do not advocate this. This is not becoming behaviors that you do, you know, but, oh, I just distinctly remember that, um, that yes, we, we got what we deserved 
jumping in the the jumping in the fountain, not supposed to be there, and the algae got our feet. Oh, so disgusting! Uh, we were we were out as fast as we were in. I haven't talked to her to find out what what she did after uh, winning the uh, the championship yet. You know, other than the, a couple of congratulations texts, and she texted me back, thank you. Uh, but I know she's been all over the place, uh, busy and and whatnot. Finally, we wrap with Stevens, who remembers Haley just as he saw her in the national final. She looked like exactly as I remember her in high school, watching her on the biggest stage in, in uh, both, both the semifinal games and the, and the finals and making the big shots, you know, when the big moment came down, just put the ball in her hands and there's going to be a, a, a good play made, whether it's her or she passes it off, but she took the shots and she made the shots. So, uh, you know, I considering those, those losses I, I talked about, the um, you know, really suffered with her teammates. Uh, to see her win that last game was really, uh, it was great to, to see that, just, just for her, honestly. And that concludes this episode of Sports Stories. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite podcasts. We're currently on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Casts. If you listen to us on one of those platforms, please consider rating and reviewing it as well. Sports Stories is built using Anchor. You can visit anchor.fm slash sportsstars if you'd like to leave us a voice message about this episode or to suggest one of your own. Also, be sure to check out the magazine's homepage at sportstarsmag.com where we will have a page with episode extras that will include images, videos, and links pertaining to Jones and her career to this point. This episode's audio was recorded and edited by me, Chase Bryson. The cover photo was taken by Dean Coppola. The Sports Stories theme music was performed and mixed by Dustin Phillips. Check out his renowned cover band, Popular Demand, at sacramentocoverband.com as we get closer to having live music again. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with another new episode in two weeks. some stories bro i have like seven of them are you kidding me